Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. Seattle, we got a big win at home at Climate Pledge Arena, our last before the Christmas holiday, of course, if you are celebrating Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. I believe tonight's the fourth night. And uh, so it's a good it's a good milestone, a good benchmark, but there are still some things that we need to focus on. We'll talk about all that. We're going to talk about world juniors and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Happy Tuesday, Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala, where we bring you your favorite team every day right here on the Locked on Network. The Seattle Kraken got a pretty nice win, a 5-2 win at Climate Pledge Arena over the St. Louis Blues. So the other night on Sunday, we beat the Winnipeg Jets for the first time in franchise history. Last night, we beat the St. Louis Blues for the first time in franchise history. And guess who we have coming up? None other than the Vancouver. Let's first talk about last night. Yes, about last night. It was a good win for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, This is what I liked about the win. The Seattle Kraken got an early lead. Now, we didn't keep it, but we got an early lead. I like that Brandon Tanev got on the board. Now, there are some frustrating elements to his game, I think, still, but a goal's a goal. It was an empty netter in case you didn't watch the game. But the Seattle Kraken... um, are a team that's still definitely figuring some things out, but I keep saying it. We have to win games in uh, against teams, excuse me, that are in kind of our catchment area when it comes to the standings. And we went over the standings yesterday, but overall, good win. You know I love that my boy Ryan Donato got the opening goal in this game. Donato's goal, Sprung's goal, even a Brandon Tanev opportunity, the Seattle Kraken were able to not only effectively shut down what St. Louis wants to do, which is really get out on the attack, which Vince Dunn talked about before yesterday's game, but if you were listening to the broadcast and if you heard some of the question questions excuse me, asked to the team after, not only did they stop St. Louis from doing that, but they found their own way to have breakout goals. I like this. Adding a few different elements. Quick scoring summary for those um, watching on YouTube. You'll see it on your screen. For everyone else, I'll talk you through it. But I just mentioned Ryan Donato gets the first goal here for the Seattle Kraken. And then Carson Soucy scores as well. Uh, Daniel Sprung and Jared McCann. Now, that would be enough for us to win this game. But in the third period, we gave up two goals. One at the 5.59 mark, so effectively at six minutes, and 10.54. And then Brandon Tanev, he gets an empty netter. He did have a penalty shot opportunity here. He did not uh, do what he wanted to do there. He didn't really maneuver too much or lift the puck. He was very visibly frustrated about that. But overall, again, a good win. 
It was Martin Jones in net. So I'm going to take a look at his stats. 13 of 14 shots he pushed aside at even strength, pushed aside four of five shots. That second goal was a power play goal. Um, and you heard the guys talking about it on the broadcast. About one second left in the power play. They just couldn't kill off that penalty for the last second. You heard a lot about tired legs. You saw that the defense, they didn't have the energy to push, or I guess I should go like this, to push um, St. Louis up and out. And um, Martin Jones, I mean, I think he's made saves like that before. I don't know. Um, what I liked about what JT Brown said is that, because it was a kind of a backdoor goal that uh, St. Louis scores. But if you listen to JT, because uh, it was Eddie uh, that was saying, oh, he was a little bit too far in his crease, so that's why he couldn't come up and get a good angle and read the puck a little bit better. And I think, yes, but I liked what JT added. He said, well, he knew he had someone on the back door, so you're going to keep that goalie a little bit tight because he doesn't want to get beat back door. And he wouldn't have to worry about backdoor if he knew that he had a defender there to help push aside bodies. So, it's not the end of the world. It didn't cost us the game, but it's little things like that that will make the difference for this Seattle Kraken team. Yeah, of course you're tired on the penalty kill, but they did have an opportunity a few times, at least two times, I'd say within the 15 or so, the last 15 or so seconds to clear the puck, and they didn't clear the puck. So again, not the end of the world. I'm not mad about it, but it's one of those things that as Seattle continues to move forward, we're going to have to focus on. So here's a few things that the Seattle Kraken were focused on uh, going into this game. <clears throat> they wanted to stay loose. We, I've talked about it right here on Locked on Kraken. There were times during that skid where we just didn't look comfortable. We looked tired. We wanted to get back home. So staying loose was important. Starting early was also important. And we see that Ryan Donato, well, we got a first period goal. We're the only team of the two that played in this game last night that got a first period goal. Came at 16-27 from Ryan Donato. So not a super early start, but we were able to contain St. Louis and get the goal first. Other things that the team wanted to focus on, um, keep it simple. Keep it simple, and you'll hear a little bit more about that soon. And then just being responsible, being a responsible team. They didn't want to feed the transition of St. Louis, but again, they were able to utilize transition in a lot of their offensive threats against the St. Louis Blues, which I loved. They wanted more structure in the neutral zone is what Vince Dunn said before the game. I thought they did an okay job at that. Again, this wasn't the best game the Seattle Kraken have ever played. It is, though, the kind of win that Dave Haxtell and the, the Kraken are going to have to get used to. Dave said it again last night at this time of year. And then also just kind of knowing where Seattle is in the standings comparative to what we did last season. And we'll talk a little bit more about that through some articles that I want to discuss. Um, and then overall, just play as a team. So that second goal, again, if I wanted to be super nitpicky, it was, I would consider it a, a defensive breakdown. Defensively, you have one second left in the penalty kill and you can't clear the zone. That's 
not great. Defensively, you leave your goaltender in a situation where he does have to stay close to home or he opted to stay close to home as opposed to get beat backdoor. So what does that expose? That means that he's not cutting off angles as much as he might want to. And if you're shooting from the point or, you know, from a little bit of distance, you're going to essentially be able to pick your spot. So those are just some things to consider not the greatest game but we'll take it absolutely the pace the flow of this game early on felt great i didn't love that we gave up two goals but we were going to need at least four to win this game um and we got five so including the empty netter so again not terrible always room for improvement Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want to take you to some articles that really break down what we're seeing from the fourth line, uh, break down where the Seattle Kraken are regarding the standings, and is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Now, this article is written during the skid, so just keep that in mind as we go through it, but I just... I personally just came across it, but I think the points are still salient points because, again, this wasn't our greatest win over St. Louis, our first win over St. Louis, but not our greatest win ever as a franchise. That is coming up. And then also later in the show, we're going to hear a little bit from Shane Wright and Team Canada and get you ready for World Juniors. That's coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Right now, I want to make sure that you know that this episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Bet Online. Now, Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting information, including stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there pro football, the college bowl. Obviously, we had odds for the World Cup. And of course, you know we have odds for the National Hockey League. Future odds, Maddie Beneers still looking good for Calder. All of that good stuff you can find at betonline.net. And I know because you're listening to Locked on Kraken, I know you love sports podcasts. Well, you can find information, of course, from Locked on and other sports podcasts out there. So get the latest odds and trends from every league imaginable in a fast and easy way right on Bet Online. You can head to the website using your mobile device, your laptop, your tablet, whatever you got. And remember that Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Is it your first listen? Do you listen midday? Are you listening at the end of the, the day while you're wrapping up, maybe cooking dinner? Sometimes that's when I listen to my favorite podcasts. Anyway, either way, I'm glad you're here. If you're watching on YouTube, danke, thank you so much. You can see I'm wearing my OL Rain uh, kit. We've got some news. It's not OL Rain related in as much as they play in this league, but the NWSL and the Orlando pride signed Marta, the Brazilian to a two year contract. Uh, She was out with injury last season. So excited to see that. Anyway, now that you are listening to locked on Kraken later on in your day. So maybe your second listen or whatever the case is, go listen to locked on sports today. Now I, I personally think they should lead with the Marta news. But um, the Mets signed a 300, what was it, $310 million contract? Okay, some of you who've been listeners know, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Mets fan. A uh, tortured Mets fan, a New York Metropolitans, if you will, fan. 
And I like to think I'm a realist. You probably also realize that as me hosting this Locked on Kraken show. $310 million. The jokes have already come in. Like we're spending all this money just to not get out of the division. And you know what? I have no clapbacks for that because history would say that's probably right. Anyway, more Bobby Ball Nia days in the Mets future. But you can listen to stuff like that on Locked on Sports today. And listen to experts rant and rave and give their expert opinion and how this is going to impact the Mets moving forward. I hope it works out. But again, history tells me that we we get guys when they're it's either too early in their career and then they go to be stars somewhere else or we get them too late. So anyway, that's my two cents, but you'll get it on Locked on Sports today. Back to the Seattle Kraken of which uh, they inherit the Seattle Metropolitan's uh, history. I saw, um, I guess, I forget what account it is, but they were asking, you know, everyone wants to know when we're going to wear the the Seattle Metropolitan's as our retros. I feel like we've talked about it on this show a lot. It's going to be for something special. We don't know that when we're going to be in the winter classic, or at least I certainly don't know, hasn't been announced. So I think we got to cool the jets there. I know it's fun to talk about, but also, I don't know. It's not happening. It's not going to be the next reverse retro. It's going to be for something significant, something special as it should be. We're a brand new franchise. We've still got a lot of work to do, which leads me to this. I want to take you to an article This is coming from the Seattle Times. It is entitled, Kraken have plenty to fix, but anything can happen if they reach the playoffs. Now, I told you, this came before the winning streak, so before we won against Winnipeg, before we uh, won against St. Louis. On December 17th, this is by Matt Calkins. Um... Sure, they are. I'm reading a little into the article. Sure, they are currently 16, 10, and three, and in third place in the Pacific Division, um, but have lost five of their past six, none of which went to overtime. So again, talking during the skid. What does one make of this? And then he talks about the Mariners starting off 13 and two before finishing 68 and 94. Would you be a fool not to invest emotionally in these Kraken? Or is their, uh, is their scorching start merely fool's gold? Oh, oh, really? Here's the thing. I don't think our start was a scorching start to begin to, to the point where I, I had some people on YouTube saying I was being too tough on the Seattle Kraken early on. I thought we saw a product during training camp and during preseason that did not roll over into the early parts of the season. Now, yes, then we won on a five-game win streak. We won on a seven-game win streak and won games here and there in between. Yes, we did do that, but we did not have a scorching start. and. There were a lot of gnarly games in between there. So, but I mean, is it, am I nitpicking? You know, I nitpick here. That's what I do. That's what we do. I understand to an extent what, uh, what he's saying here, but we did not start off. This was not something, uh, it's not like we started off like the Bruins or the Devils, you know, and we're still, we're still, we still don't have as many wins strung together as those teams. And I think that's okay. So 
it's difficult. I, I will be honest, as we talked about on this show, I was surprised. Once we did get it together, I was surprised pleasantly. And I did worry a little bit, but we've talked about this on the show as well. What made me feel like this was not a flash in the pan, that this could actually be our Seattle Kraken team is the way that they were grinding. This article also talks about how if you look at other teams, and we do this comparison a lot, when you look at other teams and who their leading point scorer is, they've got like 38, 48 some odd points. I think Burakovsky still leads us and doesn't. He hasn't cracked 30 yet. But that speaks to, they, they talk about Eberly in particular in this article, but what that speaks to is the spread. We had five different goal scorers. We had 11 different players hit the score sheet between goals and assists. It's spread out. That did not happen for us last year. And I like it. Now, there's certain guys, Brandon Tanev. Now, Brandon Tanev and Yanni Gord were on a tear for a portion of time there. And then Tanev in particular has really stumbled. Uh, I think he's a little bit uh, shell-shocked right now. So he got an empty net goal yesterday. I love that for him. I want to see him get on the board again. Yanni Gord has been fantastic, particularly setting guys up. Uh, We talked about that a little bit on yesterday's episode. So here's... Here's what Jordan Eberle had to say. He's being asked, should we, but I'm summarizing, but check the show notes if you want to read the article. He's uh, summarize. you know, he's, he's essentially being asked like, is, are, are you the real deal? That's what everyone wants to know. You know, when I do squad casts, you probably noticed in November, December, people are like, is this the real deal? And I'm like, it can be, it absolutely can be. We're going to ride this wave. We have earned our wins. These are not puck luck type wins. We are earning our wins. Here's what Eberly had to say. I mean, look at the standings. If you were to look back in the summer and say we were going to be six games above 500 with three games left before Christmas, we'd be pretty excited. I hear you say regression. It's the exact opposite. We've progressed tremendously. You're going to have highs and lows in the season, but by any stretch, we're not the team we were last year. We're much better. Exactly, Everly. Exactly. You get it. Better how, though? This guy. This guy. Better how? Better how? Better how? What do you mean better how? Are you watching the games, my guy? Better how? There's so many, there's so many ways better how. But my point is, although I don't like the phrasing of this particular better how, I don't like that better how. What the, come on. I don't like the phrasing of that, but the questions, generally speaking, are valid. What I see this article asking us truly is if we've made enough improvements to be a pl- to be a contender. Are we a true playoff contender right now? Season ends. We make the playoffs. If the season ends right now, we make the playoffs. How far we go? That's a good question. 
we could eke out a first round win. Maybe if we get into a groove, get through the because the NHL playoffs are like a million years long. Seven game series to, right off the freaking bat. Holy cannoli, my gosh. So long. Um, these are that's a that's a valid question. Better how is not a valid question. Obviously, that is my opinion. Let me know. Better how? Do you like this question? Better how, though? Better how, comma, though, question mark. Anyway, what do you think? End of the regular season. Will the Seattle Kraken be in the playoffs? That's the question of the day. That's a valid question. Better how, comma, though, question mark. In my opinion, not a valid question. Better how. Anyway. How does this close out? All right. <laughs> this this actually made me laugh. So what does Kraken coach Dave Haxtell think makes this team better than last year's? Better how, though, if you will. Quote, there's so many pieces. The quality of people in that room, the trust and belief that our group inside the dressing room are building together. And the connection... Of that with our fans, for me, is one of the greatest reasons. Then the article goes on to say, Okay, not the most specific answer, but talk is cheap anyway. On the ice, the Kraken have given this city hope that a deep playoff run is possible. Lots to fix, sure, but lots to enjoy as well. <laughs> Dave Hagstall. There are definitely more concrete things that are better than what he said. Um, the quality of people in that room, that's an interesting one. Um, so, okay, I just didn't like that one little better how, though. It's just like I loved, I loved reading Jeff Baker's work, but the no has the no novelty worn off? So those are my two. Novelty, better how. Those are my – and then, of course – Vegas Golden Knights podcasts coming for me because my big bold prediction is that the Seattle Kraken will win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights win their first. Better how? Better how? How about Maddie Beneers? Better how? Do I even have to go on? Of course I could. Burakovsky, better how? Morgan Geeky, better how? Yanni Gord, better how? And speaking of that, fourth line, better how? We're going to talk about one of the better hows of this team is the production from the fourth line. That's coming up next. And we'll also get you uh, a, a really quick glimpse of Shane Wright as captain of Hockey Canada leading up to World Juniors. That and more better freaking how. <sighs> better how. That's coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken your daily, a part of your daily routine, whether we're your first listen, your last listen, or somewhere in between. We love you for tuning in on YouTube, on your audio listening platform, 
Remember, question of the day. Will the Seattle Kraken make the playoffs? And can we make a deep run? And if you really want to entertain me and rile me up, better how, though? What are your thoughts? We talked about it in the second sec. Better how, though? What are your thoughts on that? Check out the article in the show notes. <sighs> so tomorrow's a game day. Matt Gawkins got me all worked up. But I want to talk about an article that I appreciated here. And this is by Andy Eide. We all know and love Andy Eide. Seattle Kraken seeing great success and production from fourth line this year. Better how, Matt? Freaking better how. Better. Bang, zoom, straight to the moon. Better how. Worked up. I'm all worked up in here. I'm screaming. My neighbors probably wonder what's going on. They probably wonder that on a daily basis. Anyway, and I quote, this is how Andy starts his article. Traditionally, the fourth line of a hockey team is made up of pluggers, players with little skill who are tasked with playing little minutes so the top lines can rest up. Not much is expected, and the hope has always been that they don't screw up and at best get the puck in the offensive zone. But this season, the Seattle Kraken have used a fourth line that has been productive. They've scored some goals and played solid defense, finding a way to contribute in limited time on ice. And none is a better example, better how, than my guy. You know where I'm going with this one. My guy, Ryan Donato. And for the second day in a row, we are going to hear from Donnie Blue. You guys to dominate the second period the way that you did. Um, I mean, I think it's cliche to say, I always say, but we, uh, we played simple. Against a good team like that, you can't really give them too much or they're going to capitalize. So I think for us, uh, keeping that simple mindset, getting pucks from the defenseman to the net and uh, holding on to pucks, um, yeah, it was definitely a benefit for us tonight. How infectious is that? I mean, you guys were creating chances after chances every line. Does that kind of have an effect on the rest of the guys on the bench you're watching that? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely just it's momentum. Um, I think uh, if you do the right things, you're going to get chances sometimes. Uh, when the chances don't come as often, you try and do something different. But when really, uh, you should just kind of bear down and do the, the simple things, and uh, things will turn around in your in your favor. Larson made a heck of a pass there on your goal with I mean, that was a spectacular pass from him. I mean, I saw it coming a little bit, but with him going backward with his momentum carrying him that way to be able to get it all the way across his body and up that far, uh, that was awesome. And as I'm going down on the breakaway, I just kind of closed my eyes and hope for the best. So we got goals from Donato and Sprung and Tanev. In case you didn't know, our fourth line, Brandon Tanev, Morgan Geeky, Daniel Sprung. Now, Donato, I guess, technically was on the third line in this game. He was with Yanni Gord and Andre Burakovsky, but he's been a fourth liner for us, and he's been contributing for us. So you've got Tanev gets a goal in this game. Morgan Geeky assists Donato and Sprung in this game. Daniel Sprung gets a goal. So that's four goals from your third, fourth liners. Better how, though? What are we even talking about? Um, so this is something that we've seen. We see that Burakovsky is actually on that 
line with Donato and Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord is centering that line. I haven't really talked much about the lines, but Donato yesterday in the clip I played yesterday alluded to the fact that he's playing with Burakovsky, our leading goal score or our leading point score. Um, he's got 28 points, the most for anyone on the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Ever or excuse me, McCann now has 27 points. Uh, that was going into the game against St. Louis, of which he scored. Of course he scored because McCann is always scoring. All he does is score. So I like this article from Andy Ide, and it answers the other article from Matt from the Seattle Times. Better how, though? Better fourth line, though. Better Morgan Geeky, though. Ryan Donato, now he had that blip. It was a longer blip than I wish it really were. But he had a blip in time where I was I was a little bit concerned about my guy. And I talked about that on the podcast, but he's been getting it together. He's now on the third line. Better how, though. Better how, though. <laughs> Better how, though. I laugh. I laugh. And also, I loved that Nick Olchek talked about this. We did not see a point from my my other guy, Maddie Beneers. We did not see a point from him. But Nick talked about him blocking. Nick talked about him making hustle plays. And I've talked about that before, too. Better how, though? Maddie Beneers is a Calder candidate. He is the top, one of the top rookies in all positions. And he's a top-scoring rookie in the league right now. Better how, though? Maddie Beneers doesn't have to score to be effective for this Seattle Kraken team. I've said it time and time again. Nick Olchek agrees with me. And if you don't, you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. Better how, though. Third line doing good things. Fourth line doing good things. We're rolling. There have been times where our bottom six throughout the season have been more consistent contributors than our top lines. And you know what that does? That gives McCann the freedom to play the way he wants to play. That gives Eberly the freedom to play the way he wants to play. That gives Maddie Beneers the chance to do the hustle plays and to make the hustle plays and not have to always score and go on a scoring streak and be a point-per-game rookie, although we know he can be, and I still think he probably will be close, if not a point-per-game rookie, when it's all said and done better how, though. Better how, though, all of this, all of this better how, all of it. And it's still going to be hard for us to be a playoff contender and to make it deep into the playoffs. You know why? Because this is the National Hockey League. This is elite level professional men's hockey, arguably the most elite Hockey in the world on the men's side. Better how, though, we're not a bottom feeder. Better how, though, we have guys contributing and even contributions offensively. Better how, though, Martin Jones was better than, than anticipated and Grubauer, until he got injured, was too better how, though. I feel like I'm preaching this is my sermon. I'm worked up because we are a much better team and 
that still might not be enough for this season. And you know what? That is okay. Is it going to be disappointing, especially depending how it goes down? Absolutely. But Eberly said it in that Seattle Times article, if you had told them in the summer that this is where they would be with three games left before Christmas, nobody would have believed you. Not really. We didn't see this season going down the way it did, and that's okay. And is there enough magic that we captured in the bottle to motivate and to be the determination that Dave Haxtell talked about when what we talked about on yesterday's show? That is a big question. I, I'm leaning into this team. I believe in this team. I like how they're playing hockey. I know that we're going to lose games for the rest of the season. Absolutely. And if we lose too many consecutively, that could be our postseason. I know that. And it's still damn good to watch this team play good hockey. Better how, though? almost every way except for defense, but we already know how I feel about that. Better in every single way. And it's exciting. So most of your questions were valid, but not that better how though, because you know how we are better. You should, everyone knows how we're a better team. And to ask that question as if it is not glaringly obvious how this team is a better team than last year, shame on you. Let's not go Let's not go crazy. We're a better team than last year, hands down. And we're going to keep getting better because you know what? Shane Wright, captain of Canada, played in the uh pre-tournament game that was a 6-0 win over Switzerland. And we had Shane Wright score a power play goal. He also assisted on a power play goal. So he's getting power play minutes for Canada. What did he have to say after this win? Well, I'll let you know. Let's take you. Let's take you over to Hockey Canada and hear from our guy, Shane Wright. Shane, we're coming off of that shutout win on Monday. What does that momentum need to do to carry over to Wednesday? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, uh, you know, we did a lot of good things last night. Um, had a lot of positives. I think there's also, you know, a couple of things we got to work on, a couple of things we got to clean up. But um, obviously, you no know, wins a win. You know, a shutout win is always no good feeling, and hopefully, you can uh, you know, keep that going tomorrow night. There is a sold out crowd in Game One in Moncton. It's going to be a big crowd on Wednesday too. What does that fan support mean to you? Yeah, we love having all that fan support. Love when uh, you know, all the people come out and support us. Obviously, it's. Uh, Pretty special that's on home ice to see World Juniors. So uh, we love you know, all the support, love all the you know, the noise and the, the support from all the fans. And uh, it's definitely a uh, you know, really good feeling for us players. What does Canada need to do to beat Slovakia? Yeah, I think we just got to play our game. I think you know if we uh, you know play two hundred feet, we roll all four lines. You know play play with depth and um, you know manage the puck well. We always um, I think that was a big big thing last night. Maybe we didn't manage the puck as well at times. So uh, I think that will uh, you know, create offensive chances and uh, hopefully come out with the win. 
That's our guy Shane Wright talking after Canada gets that 6 nothing win. And you heard him talking about taking on Slovakia. They will play Slovakia today, Wednesday. That is going to be um that's going to be a uh, 6:30 p.m. So Shane Wright and Hockey Canada will be taking on Slovakia. That's happening today. It's the pre-competition game, their last tune-up, and that's going to happen at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, so that's 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. You can watch that on NHL Network, and we'll talk a little bit about it tomorrow on our game day episode of Locked on Kraken. I went on a little bit of a rant there, but how, though? Well, go watch the episode. I went on a little bit of a rant, but I don't I don't apologize. I don't think that's a good question, but how though? In all ways, except for defense, though. That's how we've gotten better. So hold fast and stay true. Have we got some work to do? Absolutely. Have we gotten better? Absolutely. And what will the future hold? Well, that's why we play the games. And we'll find out that way. Hold fast, stay true, be kind to yourself and to each other. I'll catch you on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken.